Hi and welcome to the new edition of the Funny Old Game Podcast with me Stuart and my co-host here Stephen. Today we're going to look at some SPFL fixtures including the Edinburgh Derby, the start of the English Premier League and what's going on at Barcelona. Alright Stephen mate, so we're going to start with Edinburgh Derby, um, it happened on Sunday, right. finished Hibs 1, Hearts 1, uh, a late goal by... Uh, Boyle in the 95th minute a returning Boyle a returning Boyle aye it was, it was like written in the stars that's what he said written in the stars for him um, good it was uh, I watched the game it was a typical Edinburgh Derby for me it was quite quite like nothing really there was a couple of good saves by Gordon a couple of good saves by Marshall mm-hmm. but it was um, not a lot of good football played but I usually these old firm, these old firm games I've got to see these Edinburgh Derbys I usually like it they're quite blood and thunder aye. good tackles aye um, so start, obviously Shanklin get his first goal as well for Hearts 22nd minute you, we said he'd be a, a good addition and we thought he's going to be a good signing good finish uh, he was a really good finish and i seen something i seen uh, Kenny Miller made a comment about this game and about Shanklin that he expects Shanklin to get at least 8 goals this season 8? no sorry I'll say it again 8 goals last season oh, right. at, um, in Belgium uh, yeah he should set a target for double figures mm. and he should expect to get 15 goals. For a striker of the quality of Shankland, surely he should be going for at least 20 goals. Like, I, I don't... He's a good enough player. Why? I, again, I guess he's coming from Kenny Miller. It's not coming from Shankland himself. But he surely knows that he's good enough to score more than 15 goals a season. He... he that's the kind of player Hearts need. They need Aye. a goal scorer. I think we discussed it last time with Shankland when he was at Dunning United. He scored a lot of goals at air. Mm-hmm. He'd done all right at Dunning United, wasn't he like, on fire, scoring like 20, 30 goals a season in yeah. Belgium. His last goal in Scottish football was against Elgin in Aye. July uh, before he moved. Last year, uh, 2021, was before he moved. Um, I think he will score probably 15 goals a season. I think Hearts were... With Barry McKay and Adam, uh, Adam Forrest room and uh, Boyce, he's mm. got a lot of like creativity, creativity room. Yeah, definitely. Especially if you look at if you look at their goal, uh, Barry McKay's like no look pass over the top of the defence. He made that goal. Uh, great goal. Do you think it was a handball? Do you think it was alright? I thought it was a handball. Did you think it was a absolutely handball? a handball? Yeah. Um, literally a lot of that was VAR. It went over, and I think it's hit enough of his arm to be classed as a handball. For me, I don't think it was a handball because I think it goes by your um, cut off of your t-shirt. So okay. it's, it's, I thought it hot just above it, just below his shoulder. So I think it'd be classes, it'd be a fine. But again, when VAR comes in, yeah. we'll be able to tell that. It was as I said, it wasn't really the best of games, but Martin Boyle could get subbed on. Everybody's been talking about him. Mm-hmm. Big return. And he delivers the 95th minute and the Hibs fans went absolutely mental. What a return that was. It was. The Hibs fans celebrated as if they won that game. Don't blame them. Aye. And the Hibs kind of needed something to kind of get them back into form this season. They've not really had the greatest start to their league campaign. Um, however, what I would say is during that game, I thought Hibs had the best chances. I thought Hibs should have won that game. Uh, again, it was two double saves by Gordon. I think Marsh made a, a double, two mm-hmm. double saves. A draw is probably, I used obviously Tibbs there. I think for me, a draw is probably the best, was probably the most fairest outcome. Mm-hmm. Hearts fans were devastated. I think it was a boy, seen that boy on Twitter. He's, too, he's a Hearts fan, takes a video the last, oh, couple, last, goal. last I, few I seconds of the match, like, wait for, like, for the full, with full time whistle to celebrate, and then Hibbs scoring and cuts it <laughs> off. Uh, you've got to do him, but no, for me, it was a, a fair result, one each. Couple of talking points in it. You've got Thomas Shankland. There's like he makes a tackle and gets away with it. Um, could have been a could have been a, a booking for me. I think he right over the boy right at the boy's ankle. That should have been a red card. Shankland, I think you get a yellow. I think you get a yellow for it. No. I mean a red. And then you've got you've got Porteous, who comes in behind. I think it's uh, Boyce maybe, and. Just, just he's behind him, but he doesn't go through him. He just run him. He uh-huh. doesn't get a ball. He gets a yellow. Jig is because Portis has got a reputation, because he's like one. He's like 
I don't want your thoughts on Potty says for me, for me he's a good good player, he's a good defender, he could become much better, but sometimes he gets like too involved in the game where he wants he'll look like he done a tackle against Alf Morelos a few years ago and yeah. then he was he was got a picture taken with a pen. In his head all about it, yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. And that's why he's he's tackled boys and he probably have fans think, yes, he's getting amongst them that I know a lot of things with Potty. Um, he's got the quality. He could be a much better player. He might just need better. I don't really want to say better coaching, better man management to kind of to, to keep him down. Uh, to to kind of rein it in. You don't also. He's a good player. You don't want me lost. He's like his his edge. Yeah. Um, but I think him getting a yellow and shanting away. I think that's due to reputation more than the tackle itself. Because yeah. the tackle itself wouldn't be that bad. Um, and Shanklin, as you said, you said, because it, it was over the over the had done so much damage to maybe if I was checking if I was Portis he'd done it, he'd get a red. Maybe. Mm. Maybe. Yeah. Um, and Shanklin obviously have got big fit Portis does. Um so but, one other thing I want to mention about that game and it's about Barry McKay. I, I, I think again we're only about two games into the season, three games into the season, Barry McKay will be up there as one of the best players in Scotland this year. He's been player of the year, and it, I'll be shocked if he does not get a call up to Scotland's squad. He deserves one, even though it's why I say he's only two games in. But he's he's got that creativity. He can move the ball. He can good passer. Mm-hmm. Even though it was a ball, I think the ball passed through. I can't remember maybe Boyce running through and Boyce missed it by a couple inches. Yeah, it was a great weighted pass. I would, I think he deserves. If he keeps going the way he does next three or four games, it's when Scotland play again, I think you may have a, a good a good chance of getting a call up. Yeah. I think you're right, mate. Definitely. Um, so that's basically Edinburgh Derby done there. It was a good game. Um, I would say one each. On this, we'll stick to Sunday, and the Sunday's game was Livingston beat Dundee United one 0 away. At Tannadice, obviously, and Dundee United came off a great result against AZ Altmar mm. in Europe. Um. Clyde Middleton with the, with the winner. A wonderful goal. Great performance by Dunning in that game. We said they've got a great chance. We talked about last podcast. Yeah. They've got a good chance of going through. AZ Altman, obviously a decent team. Finished fifth in the area division last season. They're brilliant in that game. They've come back down to earth with a bang against Livingston. Livingston won 1-0. Montano with a great strike. It was a really good goal. Actually. Really yeah. good goal. Jink Dunning were more are more focused maybe because they've got Europe again this week on Thursday or do you think it was just one of them games where Livingston were a better team? Livingston, Livingston are a hard team to beat no matter what they're a hard team to beat maybe it was a European hangover for Dundee United where they tried everything they could they just couldn't get past Livingston but maybe they are just more focused on this um, the European tie because the bad thing, thing, the bad thing is with Scottish football, they'll probably get more money for the playoff that they're going through than finishing winning, finishing seventh. Probably right, cause like as we know in Scottish football, regional Celtic are going for the title really yeah. all the time. So don't this would be a money maker for them. Absolutely. If they get a group stage, uh, conference league, um, obviously playing Thursday away easy, would you rate their chances? I don't think they'll, they'll don't think progress, no. I, I think Gizzi are more at home. I just don't see them doing anything in a way. Mm. I think it's, it's a bit tough, I think. Um, but I think they played really well against Gizzi. I think Gizzi shot them, so yeah. I did. I think they might make it through. I hope they do. I hope they do. I like you want to like all the Scottish teams, teams through. You don't definitely, but I will. Mother will humped that. Oh yeah, true. <laughs> I just I don't see how I just don't see it. I I think they will, but Livingston. We'll talk about them. They won one nothing. Um, they done well against Rangers in the opening day. Lost two one. Dave Martindale, as you see, we're a fan of him. Yeah. Good result. You're the hard team to beat. Good result. They'll be fine this season. They won't. They won't struggle for relegation. They may oh. even get top six again. Um. Yeah. I don't see why they why they couldn't. Yeah. They'll, they'll get the results that they need. They'll the whole brings up to a game. The whole Celtic up to a game. Right, they're definitely. So, yeah, they'll get what they need. Definitely. Um, we'll go to start these games. We'll start at Dingwall. Um, Celtic beating Ross County 3 1. Not much talking points from both of from games. We'll go to the Rangers in a minute. But Celtic winning 3 1 away at Dingwall. 
Ross County is always a hard game for the old firm teams. Yeah. I see Rangers dropped points our last season. I think we can see the 95, 96 minute equaliser. Mm-hmm. Celtic, when they go for 10 in a row, I think they lost two in Hunt up there. Mm-hmm. Jordan White scored. That's right. So, the old firm teams tend to struggle up there, but it was a routine victory for Celtic. Um, goals for Kyogo, debuting for Jens, who they've got on for a French Cup lorry on. Mm-hmm. Um, he scored in his debut, and Abada scored in the late, late minutes. It was a good goal by Abada as well. That's really a good, good finish. finish um, for me, I got to talk about Jota. Jota, three assists in that game. He looks like a great addition again. Like Celtic. He was brilliant last season. Mm-hmm. He's one of them players you don't know what he's going to do. He can, go in, he can go left, he can come in right, he can go through, he can just he can do most things. He scored a great goal last weekend, three assists this weekend as well, with Kyogo scoring. Celtic are looking really strong for me. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. As you'd expect from Celtic yeah. this time of the season as well, they've, again, they've not really, they made, they made a few, they've made a few signs this season, but they've kept the core of their team. Like, Jota was there last season, done well, that's why they've signed him. Jota will, again, Similar to what I said earlier on with Barry McKay, Joe will be up there to be one of the players of the year. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I just. I, Celtic will be there. They definitely, they definitely will. But like, like Rangers beating Livingston away and Celtic beating Ross County, that's probably a two. It's probably quite yeah. early in the season. See if yeah. that was maybe December. Mm-hmm. Maybe a wee bit tougher. Yeah. But when it started the season, you probably a bit better, pressure, but, you would think. Maybe, I, take them. Again, there's not much talking points for this game, no. apart from the debut. Three assists from Jota, Celtic won 3 1 at Ross County. I thought, again, as I said, good performance. Um, they are going strength to strength. The other side of the Glasgow, the blue side, Rangers beating Kamal 2 0 at Ibrox again. Not many talking points for this. You've got Neil Mass debut and left back for Rangers. Uh, Alfa Morelos is back. He was on the bench, come on and scored. Yeah. Kolak scored as well for Rangers. Again, a routine victory. For, for me, what I don't like seeing is. It's understandable with teams like Kamarnock and your St. Martin's and Jonathan's, teams like that come to Ibrox and Parkhead, where it's 10 men behind the ball. You understand, right? They, they don't expect to win. Yeah. But at least thrice. Kamarnock had 10 men behind that ball for 90 minutes. Yep. Um, even when Rangers scored, you expect them, right? They'll come out a wee bit to try and get an equaliser. Mm-hmm. They sat back the whole game. They accepted to keep beating one now. They had no shots on target. Now, if you're a command fan, right, fair enough, you don't expect you're going to Ibrox and you don't expect to win. But do you want to sit and watch your team sit in the in half? Kyle Lafferty at one point was marking Stevie Davis and he was in his own box <laughs> at some point. Yeah. Stevie Davis tried to get away from him. I mean, as I said, Right, the budget's on the best. I'm not getting the best budget, but put an effort. Would you rather come on? You lost two nine. You may as well lost four and go for it. Yeah. My my point. Would you think about that? Well, there's there's one thing, two things I really hate in football. One is time wasting, and the other's Zona Morgan. We'll maybe come in on it another time. But the come on, goalkeeper get warned for time wasting after three minutes. That's crazy. Three minutes. I've seen that. Three minutes. It's. So obviously, as Stuart mentioned, they're going. They've got their game plan. Their game plan is just to absolutely nullify every attack that Rangers were doing. But when it comes to any time wasting, after three minutes, it's going to be a long shift. It's going to be a long game for them. Um, I, 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 I do understand why they're doing it, but it's it's not it's not pretty. And this this is like I'm I'm a big advocate for wanting Scottish football to be better than what it is. We need better TV deals, which obviously we can't really deal with. But when you're promoting the games to the world, and you go, let's have a look at, come on, look, play football, and it's 10 men behind the ball, and there's no entertainment in that game of football. No, it's not. There's no surprise that the TV rights are. We'll, go to the, we'll talk about this. We'll go to the Rangers uh, played last night in Europe League, uh, sorry, Champions League uh, qualifiers, and it was basically, that was basically an SPL game. Yeah. Where USG played time nine minute ball. Yeah. But when you come on at the game, we're talking about them, he's like, even when they got the ball, when you're so far back and you're, you're in half, you can't go anywhere with it. Mm-hmm. So there's no, so there's lumping that field, it was going to Rangers defence, and they were playing it, you're playing it, it's too, far too hard for teams to Because you've seen, I think, in the past, sometimes you'll see teams go to Ibrox, or go to um, Parkhead, 
and they'll try and they'll get a result yeah. because Rangers have they don't oh wait a minute these, are, these teams are attacking us yeah they probably expect them to be sitting back and the attack and they kind of scares them to uh, extent obviously it was that Derek McInnes is a command manager it was always his tactics I just said the goalkeeper was um, time wasting for four minutes since last week they probably told me today Derek McInnes is speaking after he said he thought his team played well I mean probably because they kept their shape yeah but as I've said you know what you go if once you concede one, you may as well concede four and go for, have a have a bit of go for it. Um, so again, there's no much top points that game. Kolak scoring for Rangers, Morelos coming back for Rangers and scoring. Before we got the European game, how big was it him coming back for Rangers? Think it was superb to have him, but uh, to have a back team for Rangers because they need the goals, and Alfredo Morelos is a danger man for that. Aye, he's he's. They call him El Buffalo. He is. He's built a brick wall. He's just. He takes every defender, on. He's, from what I've heard, that he's hard to, shift from the ball. Right. So having a player like Alfredo Morelos in your team is going to encourage more goals. He's like he's the Rangers main man. He's like he always main man at Celtic. Mm-hmm. They've obviously got Jack and Marcus, Rangers get Kolak. Morelos and Kyogo are probably like indispensable players for them too because. Up front, especially you can't really replace him. Anyway, Kyogo's movement, the way he moves, moves about the box and can't quite mark him. His goal scoring record's brilliant. Morelos, he's just got that presence about him. Mm-hmm. Where teams are just absolutely terrified when he comes at. He's, he seems to score or create a chance or get involved. Yeah. So obviously calmed down the last few years. Mm-hmm. It has really. Um, has actually. So he's come. He came back to the game. So we'll go to the Rangers. We'll just we'll go to the Rangers because we're speaking with him now. And talk about the Europe uh, Champions League game last night against USG of Belgium. Rangers won three nothing. Goals from Tavernier, Kolak again, and uh, won it by Tillman. What did you get Rangers' performance last night? From what I said, I thought they played well. I didn't think they were going to win. I thought that um, I thought it was going to be too much for them. I thought to get three goals. Fair enough, they're at home. And Diablo's crowd is a big, uh, like a big help right. for uh, for Rangers, and it's it's a wall of noise for the opposition. But I, I felt it was if they were going to get three goals. Well, you say that. I mean, history is on your side there, mate, because it's the first time Rangers have ever overturned a two 0 deficit for really? the first leg. And so that's the first time in history. So they don't. It never usually happen. So mm-hmm. three nothing. We'll talk about the game a wee bit. Tavernier gets a penalty in the 45th minute. They expected to. <laughs> Aye. Rangers penalty. Shocker. Um, 45th minute. Handball. It was a blatant handball. I don't know the defender was doing. The defender even turned around and kind of knew. I think one of the commentators last night, I think, uh, said that it looked as if the player, the defender, was acting as if somebody was going around to him. Mm. So it was kind of anticipating someone hitting him but no one did so it turned out he was just going to leave his hand out and hit the ball now, obviously it was a, a massive goal to score before half time because for me that obviously I think they were struggling a wee bit um, the way they lined up the formation Rangers played um, they've struggled it's, I've said it again this is the last three or four games they've played Rangers played this season and they've, not, they've struggled the first half I don't know maybe it's a a mindset thing, I don't know what they're doing, but they did get the goal, that's the most important thing. Second half, that USG mob just kept getting further and further back. Mm-hmm. Rangers just went for them. Kolak scores in the 58th minute, it's all equal then, two each. And then you've got Tillman getting the winner in the 70th minute. Again, I don't know the keeper's doing there. What is the keeper doing, Tom? As they say, it's at the same time. Tillman. I don't think he's seen Tillman come in no. because it looked like it was, I don't know if Kolak was in front of him uh-huh. and he jumps up and, he, and Tillman obviously jumps above him Aye. he does it in so that's what I was going to say I don't think it was much keeper could have done Tillman was head and shoulders above the keeper boom, boom. the height Aye. was unbelievable it was some some header um, basically went wins the game couple of talking points for that game what was the referee doing? <laughs> I got all confused. So James Sands, so James Sands, anybody who's not watching, James Sands gets booked earlier in the game. Rightfully so, it was a booking. Rightfully right so. Goes then, there's a bad back pass by McLaughlin to Sands. A boy comes in, runs in, Sands wins the ball perfectly well. Great challenge. Great challenge. 
Referee blows the whistle, runs over, Gaylor cares him again, Rangers fans are Rangers fans, Rangers players are running him saying like this is what he didn't realise that he he already booked him. Uh-huh. So he spoke to his assistant. I've never seen that before. No. He spoke to his assistant, <coughs> assistant has told him, I think basically either he's told him that's his second year. Or he's won a ball, so don't, don't hang him, and he cancelled the yellow card. I've Which, never seen that. I've never seen that before. You can kind of appreciate the referee doing that, but the referee lost control of the game to an extent then, because how do, how do you not know who you booked? How then, can you be a year for referee and not I know, know who you booked? Because then you go to the USG boy, Amani, and he, supposedly we don't know if he got yellow card in the first half. I don't think he did, because it would come out the news, but I knew if he did. Aye. We thought he got yellow card in the first half. Then he gets because he went down. He, he, he got a, basically he was, got a, he was anticipating his. his aye, so basically, he goes in for a challenge. He gets a, a which classed a first yellow. He goes down like oh, oh, I'm going to sit off here. Look, look crashed like gutted, mm-hmm. and then he gets sent off actually. And then he's like end the game in the fourth minute. Um, so Rangers are through a, a, a playoff round. They've got PSV next. They beat Monaco 3 2 in extra time. Look, the young with the winner, 109th minute. Um, they've got a, a tough tie for Rangers. They've got Rud van Nistelrooy as manager. Yeah. So they have, um, he's started off well. He's won the Cruyff Shield. He's won his first A Division game. Obviously, not Monaco to Champions League. Rangers are at home first on the, tw- on the 16th of August and then away again the 24th. Do think it's a disadvantage playing at home first? Absolutely. The, the, again, good thing, bad thing. Away goals don't exist anymore. So, back in the day, under Walter Smith, Rangers would prefer this where they could win 2 nothing, 3 nothing at home and go away and just... Part as we've just said, which we hate, but part of us, time waste, and just run the clock down. As much as it's not something you want to watch, it was successful for Rangers. Mm. So yeah, definitely, I think Rangers being at home in the first leg is a, mace, a major disadvantage for Rangers because they need to win by two or three goals. I think I think they will get through because Dutch football is obviously a big reputation but if you look at Rangers not last season season before we played Feyenoord and we beat them mm-hmm. I think we beat them here and away so they did so it's not and obviously Donny they have got a good victory against AZ yeah. but it'll be a tough game PSV I would say they've not done Monaco they've got some decent players like Luke Dion Joey Vermin who Rangers are going to try to sign he's a good player so and obviously Van Nistelrooy is a manager so we'll find out next week if they get through um, that that round will also know by next week if donated beat AZ. Talking about Van Nistelrooy, who would you rather in your team? Van Nistelrooy or Roy McKay? <sighs> Van Nistelrooy for me. Yeah. Van Nistelrooy was my favourite striker growing up. Um, bar the, the real Ronaldo. Van Nistelrooy was just, he seemed like every goal he scored was on the line. Like on, the, like on the goal line, he was Aye. a poacher, he was brilliant. Who do you think? Who would you pick? Probably the same if ever. Uh, Roy McKay was brilliant for Bayern. Roy McKay was really Deportivo. good. I've I've seen more of Van Nistelrooy for me to say that Van Nistelrooy is probably who I would want in a team, but uh, McKay was always always a prize thing for manager. Well, Chapman managed at the time. You'd always seen. Firstly, uh, Van Nistelrooy and McKay whenever you get him. Uh, Roy McKay, he was good. He played by uh, Deportivo, and then I'm sure he was at Bayern. I'm sure I don't think it was Bayern at the same time as Lukaku. So him and Lukaku, not from Lukaku, strong striker, strong striker, so he was. Um, so we'll go back to so that was Rangers in Europe tonight we've discussed them Rangers also hope they get through tonight hope they get through as well we'll go back, go back to the domestic football and we'll start again with my team of the weekend which was Aberdeen 4 St Mirren 1 Aberdeen Epithodry 4-1 St Mirren were doing 10 men quite early on with um, Gallagher getting sent off two yellows one for a tackle on Coulson, the second was a handball that robbed a penalty. Aberdeen goal scorer, Mike Offsey get two goals, and then you have Clarkson who made his debut. Um, that game we'll talk about in a minute, and then Lopez they call him Duke. That's mm-hmm. his, that's his, his name Duke. He scored as well. Um, for Aberdeen, I thought they were brilliant that game. I know it's against ten men, but looking at Aberdeen the League Cup games, looking at the way they've started, they were obviously about. Celtic Park 
We've talked about it last last week. It's sixty thousand. It's like yeah. flag day. Yeah. Celtic always go to win that game, but Aberdeen four goals. My looks a good play. He could. I don't see the game. They could have scored. He could have scored four or five that game. I think he was bursting against Hattrick. Aye. So he was absolutely bursting against Hattrick. So he was, I think uh, Jim Good Jim Goodman said that after the game. He, he, pure, he was <laughs> really <laughs> really <laughs> his Hattrick guy. Um, and you've got Clarkson as well. He made his debut. He came on for the boy who got injured after the Gallagher tackle. He came on. I think he said he was signed at ten o'clock that morning. He signed for Aberdeen, and then he had to make his debut twelve Is that minutes right? in. I think so. It must be unless <laughs> unless either he signed at ten o'clock or I'm guessing we make it sound after he arrived at ten o'clock. Aye. He must have signed at ten o'clock, and he scored an absolute screamer. So I, had, don't, I don't know. I think he's a, he's a, a really good. I think he's on loan for Liverpool, so it was desk. Well, just, you mentioned uh, Gallagher getting sent off. What I thought was, it's going to sound strange, his first yellow card, he was lucky it was only a yellow card. That was a bad challenge. A right? really, really bad caught, challenge. Caught a boy right in the angle. Uh-huh. And the handball that gave away the penalty, I think he's very unlucky that was a penalty. See, I, I didn't quite see it. I couldn't really see it where, if it was a handball or not. Was it, did, was it one, did you ever see Stephen Taylor hang in Newcastle? He, 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 oh, yeah, it, hits his hand and pretends he's been shot, hits his chest. Was it one <laughs> of them ones? Well, it was, it was, it was challenged for the ball. He's in the box. He's kind of last man, so to speak. He went for the ball and he fell. And he's kind of, the, man who, the guy who was shooting kind of moved on his, his other foot. He shot again, so Declan Gallagher is fallen and he's kind of went into the ball to kind of do what the defender's trying to do, and it smacked off his arm. Mm-hmm. And I, he's probably eighty percent probably meant to put his hand there, but I think it's just very unlucky. It's just it's if if you if you got a chance to look at it, look at it. Aye. It's very unlucky in my opinion. But like I said he should have been sent off already. So I think, I think even even if someone kept having men in the park, Aberdeen would have beat them anyway. Aye. Um, some great. Great performance for them. I think Jim Goodwin's got them playing. I think they'll maybe finish third this season. So they will, I think they'll challenge up there. Obviously they beat Celtic last week, but I think when Rangers and Celtic got with Pitodri, it won't be a walkover this time. No. I know Celtic have, Rangers have had more, probably tougher games against, against Aberdeen and Celtic sometimes. But I think this season Jim Goodwin's got them playing well. Obviously it's still early, it's only two games in plus League Cup games. They've signed a couple of decent players. I mean, obviously boy... Looks like a good striker. Yeah. I mean, he took his penalty well, took his goal well. He, he came in, it was a good finish because he slid in and beat the keeper. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the keeper's Carson, Trevor Carson, who from Motherwell. Uh, he, he was basically going to pick the ball up and the boy came in, slid in, scores it. Um, other than that, Simone, they just look. Like, they might. Stephen Robertson was, was tipped to get back to Motherwell. I don't know why. But just because he's done well, well he's, even, he's not doing really well at some point. Yeah. Um, Jim Goodman is obviously their ex-manager, so yeah. he's a big miss for them. Mm-hmm. For some I, think I think they'll struggle. Obviously, we, we said we're going to go to St John's game, and Matt, we said St John's will struggle, they, get, they win a game. They've actually got four points for the last two games, but Jink Aberdeen, I've said they'll finish third. Do you think Aberdeen will finish third, or do you think they'll below that? Do you think anybody will beat them for third? Yeah, I... I I can't really see Parks, sorry, past Hearts finishing third. I just I think Hearts have got a great team. I wouldn't be surprised if Dundee United, fair enough, spoke about them something up this weekend from focusing on, eh, focusing on Europe. But I think they'll be up kind of fifth, fourth this season. And I just I can't see Hearts. The sad, the sad thing is, with Scottish football, third is first for every team outside of Glasgow. Aye. So, um, I, 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 hearts are going to win that, so it's been with the finish third. When you put up the hearts, the only thing I think will distract them is they've got to play. They're playing group stage football this year in Europe, and they don't. They've, right. they've not they've done that. that. They've not really had that thing. Yeah. So I think that will distract them. They'll have their like European hangover. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Aberdeen are not getting European football to play, so they'll be fit for every Saturday yeah, and the true. game. That's true. And, and so again, great performance by Aberdeen four one. Two good go- uh, good Morosky, Clarkson goal, Duke scores for Aberdeen as well. We'll go on to our last game um, for the top league in Scotland and that was um, 
St Johnston beating Mile 2-1 at Fur Park with well, the late, late show. As the guy said in commentary, there's blue limbs everywhere. Hi. Um, St Johnston take a lead off uh, Jamie Murphy scoring against his old club. Jamie Murphy's a good player. That's I thought it was a great goal for Jamie good, Murphy. Good though. player. That. Yeah. Good uh, for St Johnston or a, a team like that level. Yeah. Um, good finish what it was. Mullwell battered them most game, mm-hmm. most most uh, sorry for most of the game, and then they get a, they get a goal in the ninety first minute by an OG by Kerry. And actually, I'm positive. Might look back to the last game. I'm sure that's St Johnson's second OG uh, season. I'm sure when they when who they played last week, Hibs played last week. I think so. They drew one each. It was donated. 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 Donate. Donate. They played. They drew one each, and it was an OG as well. Um. But, and then, so we think they've stole a point, 91st minute, and then in the 94th minute, St. Johnson got a winner by Stephen May. Crazy, what a game. What a end of a game. Aye, what an end of a game. Stephen May is a player who should be better than what he is. He'd one good season. But he, he's... Uh, Hamilton, he did it. One good season, and he's... He's a... I like a good Scottish centre forward. And Stephen May has all the... Character... Characteristics, which is an awful word for me to say, of being a good centre forward, and he should be better than what he is. And he's not he's probably not the best of times. He's not score a lot of goals, but it was a great goal. Maybe that'll give him confidence to go and score, score continuously after that. But Aye. again, there's not much to talk about Bart for the last last five minutes of the game. So obviously, Steve Hamill, he's still a manager at Motherwell just now. We said last time we hope we get his, a couple of lines to maybe get a job permanent. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's actually affect it. I think the war they make, made their decision of what to appoint him or not. Mm-hmm. Um, St Johnston, I say they'll, they'll get relegated this season. They've done well so far. They won, they drew one, won one. Especially about Mother was a good, a good result. Even though we're talking about Stephen Mayer, I just don't think they've got a firepower. They've got Jamie Murphy. I don't think they've got a firepower to stay up. I think which is like St Mum, they'll struggle. Tasty up is the normal struggle with step as well. Um, but again, not much talking points that game 2 1. So, granted, that, that's basically the round up of the games there. It's just routine weekend. Routine weekend. No massive, massive talk points. There was a few big talk points from last week. No massive really talk points on that. We'll look at a few results from the, the lower leagues uh, in Scotland. Is anybody you want to really talk about? Any kind of Fixtures you can think about or anything like that. Just not really going in any sort of order of the leagues, but one of the the biggest talking points I think we've kind of been um, highlighting the funds for the lower league teams who are who have moved up through the pyramid system. Bonnie Rig winning three nothing away at East Fife. Great result. Brilliant result. I think as I said before, I think they go straight up again. Mm-hmm. Don't know they've got. Um, these clubs have got more money than more money than a lot of clubs. Yeah. And like Kelty as well. Exactly. So like Kelty, who League One this season, um, they lost three one away to Alwa. Fair enough, it's away. But Kelty had a lot of promise. They had a great team and they demolished League Two when they had Kevin Thompson as the manager who got the League Two manager of the year. But he's left. And it's left Kelly with no. I don't think they've they've got the ambition. Maybe not not the ambition anymore, but they've got no. They, I just don't see them getting out of League One. I I think we we've, we've seen that Kevin Thomas on the Open Goal podcast with Sly Ferry and that he was speaking about it and he said I think he wanted I think a bit like Gerard mm-hmm. at Rangers when Gerard left he wanted to go again yeah. he wanted for he wants these certain players mm-hmm. to compete in that league. Which is a tough league. You've got teams like big clubs like Falkirk near the league as well. So it's a, I mean, you've got to spend a wee bit of money yeah. if you want to compete with them, especially like Kelty. I think he was talking about like Jamie Burjones was out a contract. Yeah. He, had, he was obviously their best player. He want more money. Yeah. So you've got to pay money to him. Mm-hmm. Then look at the rest of your budget to see what other players you can get. He was wanting to say, can't you get a player? And the chairman was giving maybe, you know, I like, can't get him, but you can get this, this player, this player, this player, and he wasn't happy about it. Yeah. Which is understandable because if you think about it from Kevin Thompson's point of view, he's just won manager a year. He's took Kelty up. He'll want to win again. Yeah. Because it's very good to him if Kelty finish eighth. Yeah. 
and then they were like, well, he done well in League 2, he's yeah. not really struggle again, he won't get as much attention again from another club, even though he's not got a job just now. Yeah. But he was speaking, he said, what he did, he said there's certain clubs he doesn't think he's good enough for yet. Aye, so from what I heard, Kevin Thompson, who I've got, I've got a lot of, I, I can listen to Kevin Thompson speak about football, he's, he's a great Definitely talker, knows he's talking he knows what he's talking about. He's got a lot of himself, he has a lot of ambition, so that's kind of why, as Stuart was saying there, he's, he's left Kelty because he can't, Go on to the next step in his career, and stage in his managerial career. So he's left Kelty. He's moved from uh, Kelty, being a part time team. Kevin Thompson feels as if he's ready to make the next step of a full time team, but there's not really any full time teams out there that he feels he could fit into. He's, just too, he's, not, he's not ready for like a, a Premier League team. Yeah. But he's maybe ready for like a, champions, a championship team like a Mortal or something. Yeah. Maybe like that, which is on, which I think is a good thing because sometimes you see these managers, these young managers, on name, get big big name jobs, and they've not really done any kind of any way to get there. Yeah, so get it on name. I, I just as you just said that there in my mind I linked it to Frank Lampard, so Frank Lampard done well at Derby. Right. Then Chelsea needed a manager, so he went to Chelsea. Legend, didn't he? So. Which you can understand that why he's made that decision. It didn't really work out well for him. He's, fair enough, he's in a team now. He's in a team that he's probably his level, if you want. Uh, even at that, when you talk about level, like Lampard, like, I don't think he is. He, he, he took Derby, we look at Derby like the season before. <laughs> he took, I think it was like something like when he went to Derby, when they went to playoffs, mm-hmm. he took them to the playoffs. When they went to Chelsea, they were f- fifth or something, and he finished fifth with them. Mm-hmm. And then he's went to Everton and they were 17th when he took over and they finished 17th when they hang so he's not improved anybody's with me. He goes, it's, it's, it's name value only to get yeah. into his jobs. So it is, I think if he went down a few levels and started maybe a, like a League One team, then maybe it would be maybe beneficial. Or he stayed at Derby, obviously Derby have run out of money, look what was happened to them when Wayne Rooney's left them. Yeah. Um, they've run out of money. But other than that, any other games we talk about Kelty, do you think so? Do you think they won't go up this season? Do you think basically Kevin Thomas basically said to them that they've not got the ambition, not even really the ambition, but they've not got the money to maybe get the players they need to go up? Yeah, I, I just I don't see I I thought Kelty would have just made like the same as what Cove Rangers have done this season, just kinda progress, progress, progress. Mm. I don't think unless something major changes with Kelty, I don't see them progressing in um, grew up to the championship this season no. and talking about the championship I've just mentioned Cove Rangers I was quite I had quite a lot of faith in Cove Rangers to do well in the championship but they dropped the points with the lost to Morton fair enough they were at Cavalo we were at home Morton were at home but one nothing to Morton who are going through some troubling times just now like I, I don't know if you've seen this they've um, Morton have Done away with a development squad, and they've also done away with programs. I see, I seen that actually. We commented on it um on Twitter, at football uh, 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 for your game podcast. You want to look at us on Twitter? Yeah, we, we don't work for football. Daft. We don't work for football. Daft. Daft. Unless you're looking for us, we'll we'll get hired. But they, I seen that there was a boy on it. He said he was looking for he's he collects programs, right. and it's a big deal for it's a big deal for a lot of fans. I think. Which we which we said was why don't you just stay hundred of them Aye. and you get what people want them and get them. It's, they seem to be cutting back a lot and stuff with Morton, but you talk about Cove. I in that league, it's it's a lot of teams. Anybody can beat anybody. Mm-hmm. When we looked at party beating Dundee, we thought oof, good result. But then I've gone on to Hamilton against Hamilton. So we think well anybody can beat anybody in that league. It's a tough, a tough, tough league to get get off. Um, we've picked Cove because they've had the money yeah. obviously Paul Hartley's left and Jim McAnally's the manager now but I think about that tough lead to get there other than that the Scottish news only other thing we've got really is the big news that Lee Griffiths has moved to Australia um, he's moved to um, if I can pronounce this Mandura City it's in the Western Australian States Division 1 League which is third tier in Australia it's a weird one. It's a weird one. He's went for well. We read up. He says he went for two, possibly two home games, but I don't know if that will lead into a proper contract for him. I I don't know. I know if it's good lifestyle. I will. 
not really what I like them together, but Jason Cummings moved over there and because of he got released from Dundee, I think it was he was at. He moved to Australia, fair enough, he's in the A League. And he's he messaged either Sign Ferry or Andy Halliday and said, Thanks very much for ruining my career with a picture of him in a hot tub and a pint. <laughs> so it's a hard shift. The hard lifestyle shift. was much better than. He's, he's a weird one for Lee Griffiths. I mean, he was so good at Celtic. Goal scoring machine. His career's just went off a cliff. So he's, he's, I mean, he's, like he's only 31. He's, he is. He's, well, I was say, he's 31 years old. He was training with Livingston before he made this. He used to play for them. Uh huh. He was training with Livingston. He uh, was connected, uh, or linked, sorry, to going somewhere in England as well. But. Maybe, maybe the finances are better for him over there, and he's he's made that choice, and it's a better lifestyle, as we kind of said. I mean, he's, he probably has got a wee bit of money behind him. Um, oh, they've, probably, they've, probably, they've probably spent a bit of money getting over there. Aye, definitely. Um, you never know, he may get picked up by an A-League team. Aye. So, well, um, but that's the round-up of Scotland um, for now. Um, so we'll go on to the English Premier League. Aye, debut. De- first, first games of the season. Um Go through some results for you. So we'll start just go good results and then we'll go so we'll look what the big stories were from from the day. So Arsenal beat Crystal Palace two on the Friday. On Saturday with Fulham uh, two Liverpool two, Bournemouth beat Villa two nothing. Newcastle beat Forest two nothing. Spurs beat Southampton four one. Leeds beat Wolves two one. Everton lost one 0 to Chelsea. With Leicester two, Brentford two. Brighton beat Man United 2-1 at Old Trafford and Manchester City beat West Ham 2-1 as well. So the big stories, what I've looked out from, from that game, them games is we'll start with Fulham 2, Liverpool 2, Mitrovic scoring 2 goals. Um, he scored 40 old goals last season in the Championship. He'll be a great, he'll be good in this season. He'll keep them up, I think. Uh-huh. Well, yes, I agree he'll keep them up, but I don't think he'll be there come January. Do you think someone will I think somebody will sign in. If he keeps up his goal scoring, then he's going to be doing no offence to the film, but there's better teams out there than goal scorers. I think uh, Tony Khan has come out and said that basically he's a main man. He's got, their, their main objective <laughs> is to keep him slim. They've right. said, so I think because... Keep him slim? Keep him slim. Right. So I think it's because maybe season before he scored 40 goals, he put a bit of beef on. Okay. So me and you would struggle, mate, in that right. league. So we Tony Khan when he like us. Who's Tony Khan? Uh, AEW's... Where is he? Owner? Don't know who the Tony Khan is. No, I don't know. No. Uh, <laughs> so, I uh, so two each. <laughs> People are saying, obviously, it's hard to laugh that the title race is over way already because Man City and Liverpool don't drop points. Don't drop points. So, Liverpool dropped two points in the opening day of season. I'm quite surprised they did, actually. I am too, yeah. It was, I, I seen some of the game. Um, I thought Fulham played well. Fulham deserved to they get deserved the goals. Deserved to draw, yeah. Do well. Um, but, like, Talking about Man City, how did they get on that weekend? They beat uh, West Ham 2-0. The only thing I've wrote down for this is Haaland. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Now, we talked about him last week, last week and it was after the Charity Shield, Community Shield, sorry. And people said, oh, I played for shite. And that was rubbish. It was absolute back to Haaland. Scores apparently. And then, we were talking about last week, <coughs> people were talking about last week how he was making runs and behind Liverpool's defence and people want to find them. Mm-hmm. Kevin De Bruyne found him near baller against West Ham. Absolute ball right through, great finish. Um, I was listening to a, a podcast I was listening to Football Weekly and they were having a laugh saying Man City won a quadruple this season and Guadalupe will be sitting with a glass of wine in a dark room greeting because you know the way he likes playing football. Because right. every ball is basically cheating. <laughs> gave, gave it, pass the ball to Haaland, Haaland scores. Guadalupe's philosophy is supposed to be he wants a good move, he's at least 15 passes long mm-hmm. to create the create space. And now it's just basically get your ball to Haaland, Haaland score. So uh-huh. having Guado's philosophy is right out of the window. So they won 2 0. I think the other massive story is my United getting beaten the opening day of the weekend after Brighton 2 1. Jack Ten Hag did realise how big his job is going to be. It's a massive, it's like the biggest job in England, I think. Aye. We were talking, uh, we were Paul Graham about this. Like, Man United are an absolute force of our childhood. 
They were an unbelievable. And a Fergie. Aye. Alan Ferguson had. Um, if no one could go to Old Trafford and play, and play the, the style of game that they wanted to play, Alan Ferguson was just unbelievable as a manager. Since Ferguson left, they've just went downhill. They have, definitely have, mate. If you look at it's like going the past, um, you know, I like old football, old stuff. So mm-hmm. when Matt Boysby was manager, Matt Boysby, Matt Boysby left, it's basically what's happening now when yeah. Ferguson left. It was like a culture shock because Ferguson and Boysby basically controlled the club. They, yeah. were, they ran the club. So they did. And then Man United threw a concession of managers after, after Matt Boysby left. They never won the league until Ferguson came in. Mm-hmm. I think it was like something like 28 years they never won the league okay. So Ferguson came in, obviously. He ran a club since the 80s to yeah. 2013. Ten years on, it'll be ten years on this season since Ferguson left. What I don't... With, with Ten Hag, he's, over, he's obviously they've looked good pre-season, but they've still not really addressed any of the problems. I don't think they've still got players like Martial scored one goal last season. For Man United and one goal for Seville. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got Ronaldo, obviously Ronaldo's, as I've said before, one of the greatest players ever, but he's 37 now. He just stones up That's not how Ten Hag wants to play his football. Yeah. So that's still a problem. Marcus Rashford, I've never personally rated Marcus Rashford. I think he's fast-forward because he's, again, English, mm-hmm. young, got a bit of pace. He's always he's a, he's a good good guy he deals with like, oh, yeah, issues away from right. football. Absolutely. They've not addressed a midfield issue. They've started the last, I think it was the last, if you look back the last five or six seasons, the first game of the season, it's either McTominay and Fred is a pivot in midfield. Yeah. Or McTominay and obviously Pogba's left. They've not addressed that. They're, they've been after Frankie de Jong now for 12 weeks. He's obviously at his money. We'll talk about Barcelona later on, but he's obviously at his money for Barcelona before he moves anywhere. Supposedly Chelsea are now after him and he wants to go to Chelsea. Yeah. So Man United, I don't understand what they're doing, I'm a, a, what's the guy bought? Adanovic? Adanovic? With Marco Adanovic? Can't fuck As I've said before, podcast can't pronounce her fucking name. The boy used to play for West Ham. Oh, it's an old guy, okay. They were after him, 33 year old, he's a Bologna. He, he, he doesn't they want, say, 15 million from him. Yeah. Man, you don't want to pay, I think, because of the backlash of welfare fans, be saying, why the fuck are signing him? Mm. Are they panicking? I don't know, Ten Hag is a, obviously a good match on with Ajax. It's a massive rebuild. I just hope they give him time. But to get beat, they, they get pumped off Brighton last, last season, I think Brighton beat 4 1 away. Yeah, they at the Amex. It's, it's, it's a massive rebuild. I hope they give him time to do it. Um, but they shouldn't be losing the first game of the season at Park Old Trafford. Aye. 2-1 it's just not, it's not acceptable it's, it's not definitely not and he said it's so 10 years since Alfredson left mm-hmm. so in that 10 year period they've had David Moyes Jose Mourinho all the kind of soul so I'm missing anybody so that died so we started with David Moyes and Val Gal, uh, Van Gaal come in uh-huh. Louis Van Gal he's, uh-huh. he went he won the FA Cup with uh-huh. him Jose came in he won the Europa League uh-huh. in, the, in the League Cup in the League Cup and he won the Charity Shield he called, called it as a treble mm-hmm. And he finished second with my United and said that was his best ever achievement. Good day team. Yeah. Sure. And obviously Solskjaer has come in. He came in, done a job with them as well, new Ten Hag. Obviously Nene, they've not really been given time to anybody, maybe about a year. Dame was got eight months, I think. Aye. Um, but they'll need, they'll need maybe, I think we, what I think is, I think we, we media and people talk about, I think we see it, they repeat themselves every year. Yeah. They need two or three transfer windies to sort mm-hmm. them out, but it's been two or three transfer windies since. It's been our two or three transfer windies. Yeah. Every time, what's happening with this one is like, the manager brought in Martinez for Ajax and Eriksen, who used to play for Ajax, mm-hmm. right? So, in a big club for me, it shouldn't, a manager, I should get a say who he wants, but it shouldn't determine because if, if you if they bring in Martinez and Ericsson right and they have to look the young ones, oh yeah, former Ajax players who um Ten Hag knows. Mm-hmm. So what if he lost his job and an manager comes in and goes, right, I used to manage, I don't know, Bayern Munich. So I want Thomas Muller in, I want Lewandowski and I want this person in. I don't want these players anywhere. It should be a set like it should have a director of football who get these targets who make make a team play a style of football like Man United should play a style of football. Doesn't matter who manages, it's a style of football they play. Mm-hmm. 
bring a coach in, you can play that style of football, then you pick players, that you can say, I've got this A player here, you want him, I, we can take him, because he can fit my model. That's what Liverpool and Man City do. Yeah. That's exactly what they do. They don't just up to manage and go, who do you want to bring in? And just change it's, it's the not working, because the money they're spent on Pogba, the money they're spent on like Di Maria, Falcao and all that, they're spent on right. fortune players like Um. So actually, the back line line United, absolute disaster. They're going to next season. And we'll come back to that because we'll come back, it'll be, well, every podcast will probably talk about making up some things. Now I want to talk about is former Rangers manager and Liverpool legend Stephen Gerrard. Uh, they could be two on the opening day after Bournemouth. Now, the media have clocked on Stephen Gerrard's record as manager is the same as Gary Neville's at Valencia. Played twenty eight, won ten, drew seven, lost eleven, a thirty five percent win rate. Do you think Stevie G is struggling? I think, yeah, I, I don't know if I would say he's struggling, but he's probably not doing as well as what he believed he could be doing at this stage. I think he's, I, I think you're right, mate. Obviously, he's lost Michael Beal. Michael Beal was everything to... Mick Beal, how, how we call him Mick Beal. Mick Beal was everything to how Gerard played. Gerard came out and said in an interview, I think it was with Robert Feller podcast, and said he would need to spend 20 to 25 years to get any knowledge that Michael Be- Mick Beale has got. Aye. When he lost that influence, it's a big, massive loss. I think Gerard. I don't think... I said when he left Rangers, give him to October next year and he'll be away. Well, then, oh, it was in August just now, I don't think he'll last until Christmas. I think if he keeps going the way he's going, he started off well, they've spent a bit of money, they've brought in like Coutinho and that, etc. Right. They've brought in like, like that kind of take up players. They've brought in up, they've spent a bit of money. But what is Aston Villa? Where, where is Aston Villa is, like? I, they're, not, they're not a top four team. They're not, they're not, they're not, they're not, they're not a top seven team. Aye, they're not a top they're seven mid-table team. Aye, so, like, so, uh, so you would say the basically if he gets mid-table, it's fine. Aye, aye. for, for a, like... But that's what I don't understand. I just don't see where um, they're finishing the league. They're, they're not a they're not a top aye, they're not a top ten not team. Not a top ten team. That's what like pisses me off about the Scottish football. We it's like purely Gerard come up here done with the Rangers and then leave to go mm-hmm. amid. You can't like, fair enough. If I've got money, you have money to spend. But every club got money to spend. That like you're aye, not going to do anything. It's not comparable to it. You'll finish. you one season. You finish twelve. Next season, you finish ten. The book to do, and you managers and players will leave Rangers and Celtic or up clubs like that and then go to England to play in mid-table teams right. or, or don't go to Rangers and Celtic because Brighton have offered them 10 grand more. Yeah. You're missing out in Champions League football, you're missing out in playing, winning league titles and that. I think you, I think you struggle, also, compare it with, I compare it with to Neville's record at Valencia, but they don't, but Valencia, they, I think they get pumped like 7-1 and a half or 8-1 and a half at Barcelona at the time and they were, he couldn't speak Spanish at the time. <laughs> Yeah. I'll give I'll give Gerard credit here. Valencia are potentially a top three, top four team mm-hmm. in Spain. I passed Pres, I passed it. It used to be I. So like, Neville probably should have done better than what he did. Gerard is probably hitting the levels of mm-hmm. our national development manager. I think he was only given the job Neville because he knew the owner. Aye. I'm sure he's. he's he owns, was, that, was that Peter Turner or something? Aye, he owns, um, he owns, I think he used to own Peter Lim. Peter Lim. Lim. Uh, he used to own, he used to own a bit of Salford City. Aye. So he did. Uh, so what, past them, um, other big stories probably, Spurs beating Southampton 4-1. Do you think Spurs are title challengers? No. No. I said, I, think was, I said in the last podcast, on the podcast previously before that, that they had dark horses with Conte. Conte does it everywhere. It's four, they scored they beat Sunday 4 1 and neither Kane or Sun scored, so that's a good sign for them. That's a good sign for them because they've got other people on their team who can score, but I just. Top four, top five, maybe? But yeah, they'll, they'll definitely get Champions League. I think we, we also went 2 9 as well, I think it's a good result for them. The two clubs, obviously, they're rivals, that, mm. so they'll, they want to beat each other. But I don't see them both get top four. For me, Tottenham will. I think they'll get better players, better manager. So just you said you don't see both of them getting a top four, so who my my top oh, Man City, Man, Man City Chelsea, I'm guessing. Uh, well Chelsea, my Chelsea. my um my top four would be Chelsea maybe I so I'd probably be Liverpool, Man City, Spurs, and then Chelsea probably Chelsea, even though I don't think they would have a great season, Chelsea, I think Arsenal are too hit and miss. Okay. 
to get top four. They've done all right. They're unlucky last season. I think they lost right. by two points. I think they dropped only top beat by two points last season. But you never know. Arsenal could. Arteta's doing a good job. With I, I was. I was, kind of, I was going to say I was surprised to how Arsenal finished the season last season. To be fair, I didn't think they would. I don't, I don't think we're going to get a really bad position in the table, but they, they finished much better. They than don't. They, I definitely. I was, Arteta I, did kind of improve. They, but they say when I see the fixtures and they say Crystal Palace was the first game they fight tonight. They, they could, I think they could be our friend last last. Last season, the first game of the season was Friday night, and I thought it was a tough game. Patrick Vieira's got them playing well. But no, it's been a, it's been a good first weekend to the games. Obviously, Mayor coming up, we'll talk about it next time. Um, just we'll go to the Barcelona situation in a minute, just a wee update. And uh, one game I've noticed for Europe was <laughs> plucky Bayern Munich beating Frankfurt 6 1 in the opening day. So basically, that's the Bundesliga league overway. Uh, titles in the bag. No. Manny scored. Frankfurt obviously, I don't know if they had, I don't know what their team was, so I don't, they are playing Real Madrid tonight in the Super Cup in Helsinki. I don't know if they have played a reserve team or what, but you probably do, Bayern Munich could beat anybody 6 1 in that league. Aye. So, um, but that was one real one um, performance for Europe. Within. So, what I'm going to do now is discuss the mess at Barcelona, which is absolutely mental. Right, talking about Barcelona now, I know nothing about what's going on with Barcelona, but I'm genuinely interested in knowing how they it's, have absolutely fucked it's themselves. Crazy, it's crazy, mate. I think if any other club, I would say before, any other club in Europe, in Europe not a big name of Barcelona, they'd be fucking locked up. Right. So what I've, this may not all be accurate because I've looked a wee bit up about it. So what I can see now, they're, they're playing... This weekend, and they've got to. They can't register new players mm-hmm. or players that sign new contracts. So players like Christensen, Rafinha, Kunde, Lewandowski, Casey, they're the new players. So they can't register them. And Dembele and Sergio Roberto, they've got players that are already there, but they've got to sign. They've signed new contracts and because it's different contracts. They can't register them either. So basically, they've got to, in La Liga. They've got to balance their books. So what La Liga do is they'll say. Right, look, basically for a year, that's how much you think you'll make, that's how much you think you'll lose. Mm-hmm. You've got to balance that out, that's how much you, you can spend on your squad for the season. Okay. Right? So, Barcelona need to come up with money. I think they have said about by the weekend, we'll come up with 100 million on maybe sales, so that's how they'll be able to register their players. I don't think they'll be able to do it, mind you. So, they've, so if they can't register them, then the, the players can play. They've also... A report came out about Frankie de Jong. Now, Frankie de Jong is obviously owed a shitload of money after him. Yeah. He's, he's obviously deferred his money to basically not paying him as much now than the end of the contract will get, get basically a lump sum of money. Yeah. So, what the check in Barcelona is not owners, it's presidents. Mm-hmm. So, he passed regime, regime, regime right now are saying that he signed an illegal contract. Him, PK, and they're staking of also in illegal contracts where they've deferred their money. So they've deferred their money now and then they've backdated it to a future date. Like balloon payments, so payment, right? So I, but basically saying, oh, you're signing a legal contract, oh, it's dodgy. Sign this, go back to your old contract. What yeah. they're trying to do basically is, this is a, a way of getting, because they need to find 100 million so they can either sell players or they can do some Dealing a bit with the contract. So what they're trying to get Frankie the Young from my point of view is trying to get Frankie the Young today is he has seen his contract is not as worth as much. Mm-hmm. Never mind that money you owed because that was a legal contract. Mm-hmm. Sign this contract now. You're on less money. So the past regime, what they done was so they, if you remember, when Messi they tried they couldn't register Messi because Messi signed a new contract at the time and he was on I don't know, it was like a million, a million a week or something, it's yeah. so stupid. So they had to make cuttings elsewhere. So players like PK and that take pay cuts. Mm-hmm. So the regime at the time said, oh, we've saved 30 million. So they'll be able to, they'll be able to register Messi at the time because they saved 30 million euros. Mm-hmm. And that's what they showed the Liga. But now the new regime, the new president have found out, they now owe an alleged 311 million. Because that's how much they owe in contract money until they're not paid out. 
Jesus. The wage bill, I say they're going to the court reduce their wage. The whole basis, they're saying that these new signings are not as much money as the last people. So these new signings that are to await their wage is not as high. Mm -hmm. It's still over 500 million euros a season That's on wages. So these the PKF, he's to a second, he's to another pay cut as well. And they're saying that him, as I said, him, the young, they sort of said illegal contracts, basically. I ain't no Barcelona fucking at it. I ain't yeah. basically saying to them, sign these new contracts on way less money so we don't have to pay you. That means we can rest our new players, which is crazy. They've got Martin Bayfoot as well. He is owed money. He won't leave the club. There's clubs interest him. He Aye. said he's, he won't leave basically until he gets his money, which is fair enough. Aye, absolutely. He played a friendly weekend and if fans are booing. Because they're saying, oh, well, you're, you're hell, hell, holding the club up here. Because he's saying, if you're going to let me go, I'll go on a free so I get, I get the benefits so he gets like, a bigger wage, bigger sign on fee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then them get a transfer fee and the fans are saying that it's a bad way, but it's not his fault. He's signed the contract. It's absolutely crazy, mate. So they owe him money, even though I don't know if it's Martin Braithwaite. Martin Braithwaite is a, a fucking mogul in America. He's worth 250 million. Oh, really? He's got property in like near Reno, yes. Which is so random, I think. Ah, it's very random. So basically, Barcelona, so they want to, they're going to say they're going to earn 850 million euros over the next, don't know, so many years. They've sold, as I said in the previous podcast, 25% of their TV rights for 25 years to like a, an equity money firm or some, some firm they've sold. They've also sold 25% of the Barca studios, so that produces their, like their Barca TV and their, okay. co their, their content. They're actually looking to sell their merchandise rights, so like, I don't know if they're selling their name mm -hmm. for money as well, which is crazy. What they're trying, for me, what they're trying to do is, what they say for me but what the community says is what they're trying to do is their thinking is if the better squad to have now the more money will generate in the future because the better squad they have doing the more successful the more successful yeah. the more money have but as a massive gamble um, and how can how can any club get away with doing this I mean I've, I, I mean that's it that's all mumbo jumbo it's five minutes I thought but it's all numbers and names really but it's it's crazy, man. It's mental. It's so, the thing about Barcelona with me, I always remember, growing up, I don't ever really remember them having a sponsorship on their kit. Uh, before they could Until Qatar. I think Qatar, something. I think just... Airways, maybe? I, no, I don't think it was an Airways. I think Qatar. it was just Qatar in general. Right. I think it was kind of the first sponsorship I remember them having on their kit. They now have Spotify on their kit, I believe. So the fact that they're now selling their naming rights, probably a new camp will be like I, Sports Direct, that new camp, probably. I, I think we we talk about growing up, mate, I think it's, cause I don't really remember before, or taking an interest really before Guadalupe became manager and they had like Xavi, Iniesta, Messi, yeah. Piquet. It was all players for the youth academy. Right. Came through, so they didn't really spend a lot of money. But I think previously, if you look at previous they were kind of breaking transfer records quite a lot of times like Rivaldo mm -hmm. Ronaldinho, Ronaldinho Romario was there the real Ronaldo was there so yeah. they've always spent money in the past but it seems like now they're like they're just basically like Real Madrid and that they're not any different now they just spend money to just spend 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 that's what they're doing but it's if you look at clubs even like I know like what happened to Rangers look at Derby look at clubs that are in Britain like Burry mm -hmm. Who went out of existence mm -hmm. because you owed maybe 60 grand mm -hmm. and even clubs like this club and clubs like Man United who they're on they're not in billions of debt but well, my, well, Barcelona are probably I think, over one over a billion in debt at least how do they get away with spending money and not paying their players who are owed money aye. it's just they should be told to so sell everybody any assets they've got and start the game basically well, if that was in our league they'd be demoted aye Absolutely, but the thing, the thing is that they're selling all their assets. That's all well and good, but what are the assets that they can try to sell? Being Martin Braithwaite doesn't want to get sold for money. Aye. So it was like, I, I've always thought if a team, because like Barcelona was rumoured to be in debt last season before Messi left them, and it's like they could easily make that money, sell Messi, get rid of Messi. Which they have done, but they're still in so much financial. I don't think you. I, mean, I don't think they sell more Messi for money. I think they left. I, the left, left because contract. I think there was a, there was a two or three players 
Let go, I think Pjanic is one. We have the signed him for like, say, it was like, this might be all wrong, you can look this up. Say it was like 30 million, mm-hmm. and he was on 200 grand a week, and he just signed a new contract. That let him go on a free because they couldn't afford to pay his wages. But yet, they're, they're signing players like uh, Lewandowski for 40 odd million, which is crazy. Aye. So, well, I, I think I've said this to you before. You said that they kind of, they're not get registered. It's very, in my opinion, it's very unlikely they'll get registered with Barcelona. Uh, I can see that. I don't know if they can maybe, so if, I don't, they've got me a set of money, but I don't think maybe we can register every player, but they can maybe register two. Aye. So they can maybe register Lewandowski and maybe like a Kunde mm-hmm. or something like that, but they won't be able to register them all. But it's an absolute shit show. It's a shit show, mate. It's it's crazy. We'll, we'll go, it's just a wee updating what's happening with Barcelona. There'll be, there'll be more and more going on. Is it, we'll, we'll, obviously, the next podcast, we'll find out if they did get the rest of their players or not. We'll find that. So we'll, we'll just we'll, we'll basically end it there, mate. We'll, what we'll do is we'll just um, do what we do at the end of every podcast and do a quiz question from last time, which was, I don't know if you know, if you know the answer, was... Where did Paolo Di Canio start his career? Which club did Paolo Di Canio start his career? Stevie, with his hand up there, do we know the answer, mate? Well, that's you. That's correct, well done, mate, well done. Uh, <laughs> I saw that was the answer to that question. So the question for the new question is for this podcast and you can get his back and tell us the answer on. I follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter page is funny old game at funny old game. So the quiz question is, since we're talking about Van Astroy and Rangers are playing PSV and he was we're talking about one of my favourite strikers, is the question will be for this week and you can answer it next week is for which German club did Rude Van Astroy appear for? So that is for which German club did Rude Van Astroy appear for? And again you can answer it on the Twitter page. So Stevie, just end again, good weekend of Scottish football, good weekend of English Premier League, Barcelona. Um, I enjoyed that podcast, mate. How'd you feel? How'd you think? Ah, it was good. And as I was saying, I, I, I know very little about what's happening with Barcelona. Um, situation, so it's definitely something to keep an eye on. Definitely. Report we'll back next week and the week after with some more of your stats for this place. Definitely. All fucking wrong as well. All Absolutely. wrong. Yeah, you, can, you can tell us that so you can how wrong we are. But, mate, it's a pleasure, mate. See you Aye. later. All the best. Bye.